Welcome, Clanline listeners, to another episode of The History Show. Today, we have an interview done by Con McCarthy over in Lyre with a lady called Greta Hegarty, now Greta Cormican. She's from Lyre, and she was the first lady to win the World Road Bowling Championships. And of course, she also won the first European Championship as well. She's the queen of road bowling and has won a total of 10 county senior titles and many other victories. Greta has also written and produced a fantastic book about bowling and the history of bowling called Glory Days. So I hope you're going to enjoy the interview today. Of course, Con McCarthy has this lovely languid, fluid style and easy listening to. So all in all, with this topic and with Con, you're going to enjoy this special episode today. Good afternoon. I'm here now with Greta Hagerty, uh, the first ladies' world bowling champion. And she's really the face of bowling in West Cork, and especially in Lyre. And if you ever pass on the Clonakilty Ballinian Road, you will see Greta leading the scores, holding the road. A very, very pleasant face to look at at all times. Now, Greta is one of the most famous ball players of all times. And I'm very honoured, Greta, to speak to you this morning for the history show. Uh, Greta, we'll start off by saying, I know you've said in all Ireland's senior ladies, all Ireland's won. What else have you won? How many counties? And oh, you're also a world champion. You won the inaugural world bowl, ladies bowling champion, which is a fantastic honour for anybody. What else have you won, Greta? Well, good afternoon, Con, and thanks for inviting me onto your show today. Um, I suppose I should go back to the start really and go back when I was a, when I was a youngster I had four brothers they were all involved in bowling at the time and I being the only girl they'd send me out and send me off up the road to throw back the bowl so that was fine it developed from that um, I never had the opportunity to uh, bowl as an underage I was thrown in at the deep end into senior level um, there were f- festival tournaments in Clannacilty for the up the cottage road for the West Cork Festival and my father entered me into them and they were in the early 80s. Um, I wasn't in ladies bowling started in 1980. I wasn't in the first championship because either my father didn't know it was happening or they forgot me. I don't know but it doesn't matter. They put me in in 1981 and I didn't win that year. Um, I got bit in my own region but then I came back in 1982 and I won my first county in 1982 I won it from a girl called Sandra Dimsey she's from Barravilla and I won it up in a place called Belly Shawneen it's up in North Cork What age were you at that stage Greta? I when was you won 19 your, 19 when your first yeah. county Yeah. so then I had the 80s were, were the best for me I was obviously young and agile and in my prime and I won I won most of my county finals and county titles in the 80s. Um, I won my first All Ireland in 1982 also in Belly It was it was the first one I won in Cork and it was the only one I won in Cork until 1998. I won the the other ones in between they were all won in Armagh. So then, uh, in 1998, the All-Irelands happened to be in Lyre. 
and I won the county final that year and I was bowling at home which you know it was a great honour it was it was a great honour which was extra pressure you know you're on at home in front of your own home crowd your neighbours your friends your relatives they were all out that day and it was it was a tough score Katrina Powell was my opponent it was a tough score but I won it by a ball of odds in the end you mentioned the word there Greta pressure now I have been playing team sports all my life and you're one of a team but when you were out there road bowling on your own and a big stake and a county final or an all-Ireland final or a water final what is the pressure like? It's, it's an individual sport and it's all on your shoulders really you know you have your road shore two road shores you have one person back with you you have the other person out in front with you but at the end of the day the ball is in your hand and it's it's up to you to get it over the sap and do your best if you go over the sap and the ball goes in the dike well then it can't be your fault surely do you know so yes. we'll have to blame someone else for that but um pressure like nowadays stakes and things are a bit gone out of hand you know the but I always say, if you can't afford to lose it, don't put it down. You know, so the pressure, there was never any financial pressure for me in any score. Pressure uh-huh. was always just to try and win the score and that yes. was it. How would you be, say, the days before a big score now or the night before a score? Would you sleep that night or would you be very nervous coming into the, the yeah, match? Well, it all depends on who you'd be bowling. If you knew you had the upper hand of her. You could yes. relax a bit, you know. Yes. <laughs> but if you thought you'd be under pressure, yeah, you you would have a bit of a restless night, all right. But you'd yeah. get over it. You'd, you'd, you'd get over that part of it. That'd be fine. And once the first shot is thrown, then the nerves, would they disappear? They, much would, as they would. They would. You'd get into a zone, you know. Into a zone. You yeah. have to get into a zone. When you're, when you're bowling or at any sport, you have to get into the zone. You can't be, you can't be looking over ditches you know the cows in the field or you have to stay focused on the job it's only for an hour yeah so you stay focused on the job that you're here to do and that's it uh you have a lot of county how many counties have you won and of course they're all seniors yes they're all seniors um i have 10 county titles 10 county titles. i have 10 senior county titles yeah they're all senior i never had any other thing like i said at the start i i missed uh-huh. out on the underage part but um, and have your monster titles? Monster County, same thing. Oh yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. the same thing. But um, I I should have another All Ireland. I was robbed of that. Um, in nineteen was it eighty eight or what eighty nine maybe? Um, Bullcommon decided at a meeting that the junior winner would play the senior winner to see who would represent Cork in the All-Ireland Senior Championship. So Joan Savage, up from Dunamore, won the junior, and I won the senior, and we played above in Town. But the only snag was that the juniors played with a 24-ounce bowl. Oh, so yes. on the day, I had to play with the 24-ounce bowl. That was fine. The bowl was going nowhere. It was going hopping and bopping all over the place into dikes and over ditches and their last bowls and everything. Anyway, Joan bit me. And Joan went on to represent Cork in Barra Villa 
on a fine wet Sunday. And another story to that, um, the Amma girl, seen her, she bowled with a 28-ounce bowl. Joan wouldn't bowl with a 28-ounce bowl. So Joan threw with a 24, and the North of Ireland girl threw with a 28. So if you were thrown the county final with a 28... If they hadn't changed the... the Rules. The that year I would have eaten all Ireland's like McBarry. But I was robbed of that one and with that don't matter, it's bridge water under the bridge now as they say, but But Greta, I have no doubt that you will still get that eight all Ireland. Because you're not a hope. No, so I'm retired now. I retired in two thousand and thirteen, so not oh, a hope. And you no. retired completely now from, from the active. competitive yes, scores. I am, yeah, I am. But you still you still throw the odd score, do you? Oh I could throw for charity, I can still bowl, there's no type oh, no pains well. or aches or ailments. I can still throw a bowl, there's no problem. We have to mention your mother in this stage. You mentioned your father, Lord Merson, taking it out to the scores. But when I was growing up as a young man, we always went to the shopping lawyer. And I always remember Mrs. Hagerty working on the farm, milking cows, and coming up to the shop when we had to go in for messages. And she was always so friendly, such a friendly woman. When I look back in the years, she and you seem to have inherited that friendliness as well. But she was so capable. She did so much work in the farm, so much work in the shop, and so much work in the pub. And of course, to all bowl players, she is so very, very well known. And she's affectionately known as Mother Hagerty. And of course, now we have the Mother Hagerty Cup, which was thrown recently, actually, in Lyre, with a huge crowd indeed. Anything you would like to add to there about Mother Hagerty? Oh, sure. What can I say about her? Like you say, she worked day and night. Farming and pub, and she was the, she was in the committee of the Lyre Bowling Club. Um, that club was started way back in nineteen seventy four, and she was part of that. And you know, it would, there was no texting or or nothing that time. You had to send out a postcard, dear John, you're built a bowl, <laughs> <laughs> and that was mother's job. And she done it, and then she handed over the reins to me in nineteen eighty one. So I'm secretary of Lyre Bowling Club since 1981. But um, she, loved, she just loved to see bowlers coming. Loved to see them coming. And of course, when the score was over, they'd, they'd all come into the pub. There was no fear of guards and bags or nothing that time, you know. But she, everyone had, you know, she had a word for everyone and, and got on massively great with everyone. Yeah, and she, she had a welcome for young and old. And I remember the Tuesday club the Tuesday right. club, uh, the senior bowlers, Denny Ryan and all these, That's right, they used to go around to different venues, but they used to come to Lyre more often than <laughs> any other venue because they, they just loved Lyre indeed. And that's a tribute to Mother Hagerty, Lord of Mercy in her soul, and to Michael as well. Now, your siblings and your four brothers, whom I know well indeed, Con, whom I went to school with in, in Clamacilty and Mayhall, and Ted and Gerard, all bowlers. All bowlers. Uh, Con didn't ever bowl championship. Con was a more of a social bowler. Um, Ted, as you know, he won. Uh, he didn't win them. He got to two All Ireland finals, one through London, and the other through Cork. Uh, Michal Hagerty was a novice bowler. He um, his claim to fame, I suppose, was he won a novice championship. <laughs> way back it was oh. the early 80s as well 
And Jor, his top grade was junior C, and he got to a county final. He lost that as well. But um, yeah, they they all bowled. So all the family yeah. bowled. My so. father never bowled, and my mother never bowled. Do you know? So it is oh. amazing how how we could all bowl. You know? Yes, but of course, bowl is really the the West Cork capital. Our lawyer of Eggerman is the West Cork capital of bowling. I mean, it goes back years and years. I heard of the great Jorod Driscoll who lofted the void up with a 16-ounce bowl and, you know, mm-hmm. all these... I mean, there's a tradition of bowling in Lawyer. And, I mean, there's no doubt about the Hagerty family since they've come to the, the pub in Lawyer back in the early 20th century. They have really ignited the flame of bowling in Lawyer. And, of course, Greta is probably the brightest light of all. Greta, uh, Greta now, the World Championship and everything becoming world bowling champion I mean number one in the world I mean how do you feel after that I mean I can imagine if I only went won a West Cork medal my head would be as thick as two turnips how do you take that and you're still as humble and down to earth as anyone I've ever imagined and you are world champion you were world, the inaugural ladies world champion bowler. Yeah, I um, It must be hard to be humble. Sure, when you when you when you love doing what you're doing and you these accolades come along and the opportunity to participate in them tis 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 a once in a lifetime opportunity obviously. But that particular year, as I said earlier, I won the All Ireland in Liar. And this Apple Blossom Festival was coming up in Armagh. It's I think it's an annual event. But that particular year they decided they'd host a World Bowling Championship. Now, it wasn't the first World Bowling Championships. They've had them in Whitechurch. In a, the, the Paddy Whiskey World Championships were held in Whitechurch in 85 and 87. But there was no women in them. So this was the first World Championships with women. So... The girl I bet in Lair, Katrina Powell, and myself, there was there was two Germans and a Dutch girl. There was five of us. And we went off in one group of three and the other group of two. And I was in the second group. They left the two off first because they said two would be quicker than three. So they left the two off first and I was in the I was in the group of three with Katrina Powell. And we bowled on and we bowled on and there's an there's a nice curve. You, if you people who will be listening to this know know the Armagh Road, the Cathedral Road, there's a nice curve all up the right hand side for about maybe six of the shots. You see, and if you're strong and you catch the curve right, you can get very, very long bowls. And of course I was strong and I was catching the curves nicely. And as it turned out, I won it, but I didn't win it by a big match and Katrina Powell was on my tail, but I won it by some 15 or 20 metres. And of course, I was on a high. I was on a high. I'm world champion, like. Okay, I'm world champion, you know. It is a fantastic accolade, Greta, indeed. You are the first world champion. I was the I... first world champion. There, there has been world championships now since, but I, I didn't participate. You're the only world champion I've ever met in any sport. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's a great honor in fact this morning well i must say you know that when i came home when i came home on that monday evening whatever what hit me in liar like bonfires and the, the pub was full and i had this most beautiful world globe in my hand and i was lifted shoulder high in the door it was an emotional scene honestly yeah. god Absolutely. That would obviously have been the highlight, would it? Oh, yeah. Of your oh, life. yeah. I know, of your I, I'm life. my first time in Ireland. There was bonfires that night and there was a big festival in Lyre. Lyre was going well and there was a big festival on in Lyre that weekend. The weekend I won it in, in Pelly Shawnee in 1982. And we, oh. be, we beeped all the way from Knox Cross down to Lyre, you know. That's it was, right. it was an exciting time. There were great times. Indeed, yeah. I remember those festivals in Lyre in yeah, the 80s especially. Right. They were right. fantastic festivals indeed and brought all the, the locals together. What other highlights now? I know you have won all, you have won what can be won, but are there any other fantastic occasions well, that spring to um, mind? The European Championships. I represented Ireland in, um, in the European Championships. Inaugural again. Um, European Championships are going on since 1969, but they only introduced the women in 1984. And I happened to be one of the women. There was four of us, I think, that year. And um, I won the inaugural European Championships in Garding in Germany. That so that was, was another... I, I, I seem to have won a lot, the first of everything, you know, which which was... It's fantastic. Phenomenal. You know? But Phenomenal. like I said, if you love something and you put your heart and soul into it, there's only time and everything. Did you, know? you win any other European championship? No, I didn't win. One. I won but the first one again and that was it. I was sixth in, in 1988. I was sixth. And that was that was my European... I won team medals then, you know, there was, there was team... If your team came third or second, you got a silver medal or oh, bronze yes. medal or whatever. You have so many medals now. They <laughs> yeah. all will have to build on another room to hold well, them. Another highlight then, I suppose, when we were in Holland, was it Holland in 96, they they suggested that, um, that they introduced a queen of the roads. There was a king of the roads since 1985. So... We were sitting in the fire of our hotel in Holland and we'd had a discussion and said, you know, why isn't there a queen of the roads? So home we came and it was put to the executive and put to the Ben and Curry Bowling Club that they wanted to um, introduce a queen of the roads. So that was introduced in 1996. I qualified for the final a couple of times, but I just couldn't get my hand on that cup until the, until the millennium year came. What a special year to what win it. What a special it. year to win it. And I won it that year from Katrina Farrell. And I only won it the last shot. What excitement. Another, another fantastic oh, it's a highlight of my career in fairness. But I mean, you were amazing that you've kept so young and so fit. And I mean, that is why you're still throwing shots around Liar. And at any festival, they'll have you indeed. Now, awards nights. They are Matt brought the festive occasion to bowling. Ball playing in West Cork was it was basically on the roads, but Armagh brought it to big meals after and all, introduced that, brought in flamboyant um, side to bowling. Could, could you speak to me about some of the highlights, nights like that, award nights 
that you really remember? Well, I suppose the first one I remember was 1984. I won the Carrolls. The Carrolls were cigarettes. <laughs> the Carrolls Westcock <laughs> Sports Star Awards. Um, I remember myself and my father and the late Willie Jennings, God rest him. <laughs> we, we struck off for the Westcock Hotel in Skibbereen. And obviously you, you were in... in, in a, there was obviously other people in for the award, but um, of, of, with different sports. I, I don't remember who was my, my opponents on the night, but anyway, that was, I won it in 1984, and it was a nice special achievement to be recognised, you know. So then in 1994, the 40th anniversary of Bo Cumming, I won the Hall of Fame award, or I got the Hall of Fame award at the annual um, presentation night in the Munster Arms Hotel. And then in 1998, Celtic Ross Hotel inaugural um, Sports Star Awards night, I was the overall achiever of that. That is an amazing achievement, considering like that, you know, there were so many other sports involved and that hurling and football and soccer are so prominent in West Cork and athletics and rowing and everything and to come out there and beat them all that is some achievement yeah indeed. well I suppose the world championship in 1998 swung the Celtic grass for me you know so that's I reckon that's how I won that one <laughs> well you certainly deserved it indeed uh, Greta now you're bowling a long time and you're still bowling have there been many changes in style in the style of, of road bowling oh there is there, I mean you look at a lot of kids today that they just don't have the natural swing they, they, you know you run you turn sideways you swing your arm these kids today they, they run they run straight and they swing you know which is not the natural take. They're not trained properly. They're not taught properly. They should be rectified the minute they're seen doing it. But that's that's a different structure to bow common. That's that means you should get into schools, and have coaching days. Like my brother Ted and myself, we went into Knox Gas School, which is is across the way from where I live. We went in there for six weeks, um, teaching kids. How to, how to run and swing, and some of them could do it naturally, no problem. But they have to be taught. They have to be taught. I mean, like when you were going to school, you swung a stone all the way home from school, and you Correct. you did, Correct. and every other person slightly older than me did as well. But the kids today. The road's too busy, obviously. Yes. They can't go out on the roads and practice or throw stones or whatever. But I think there should be some structure that it, it takes time. You know, obviously, if you're retired and had no more to do and could afford to go into a school an hour once a week, to be fantastic. But you see, we're not retired and we don't have the time. But it would be fantastic if, if a structure could be put there that they could get into schools to teach kids I mean, we got we got six or eight kids out of that training session into the region out bowling. Of one yeah, out of one school. Yeah. Imagine if you could do it across the county, like. Could you visualize 
a bowling competition, much like Ski in the Skull now between the schools for football and hurling. Could, well, could you, you, you visualise the same happening? You could, but that's a lot of work. A Someone of has work. to go into the schools and teach the kids how to do it. They were always of the, the, the thing that, oh, the, the father had to be a bowler or the mother had to be a bowler. They certainly don't. They know that they, they, the kids are there. If they're taught how to do something, they'll, they'll pick it up. No problem. Fantastic. Now, have you hope, what are your hopes or dreams for road bowling at the moment? Your plans of hopes or dreams for the road bowling oh game? God. We hope that it'll continue because it is as old as the GA. And we're hoping that will continue, but like that, if something is done in the schools, we we won't have the numbers coming out, and the numbers will dwindle, and we won't have players for the future. But here in front of me, I have got a beautiful book, Glory Days. It almost runs to four hundred pages. This book is about the All Ireland, all the different All Ireland finals. This book is produced and written, and photographed mainly by Greta. I mean. This in itself would make Greta a world champion. Greta, could you tell me something about... Well, this book was produced the 50th anniversary of Bowlcoming. And I happened to be up at the Wilton Shopping Centre one day and I was browsing around and I came across this beautiful, big, leatherette book. So I proceeded to open the book anyway and see what it was about. And it was the 100 years of GA. And they had all these beautiful pictures and all the articles from the Irish Examiner. And a seed went into my head. And I said, you know, the 50th anniversary is coming up of Bowlcoming. Why couldn't we produce a book? So I went home and I sat down and I, I didn't sleep for a few nights because this seed was growing in my brain. And I set about... Um, accessing the archives of the Southern Star because all the Fleur Crowley done the early articles all the articles were there and in fairness to Philip O'Regan of the Southern Star any time I needed to go to the office he was very accommodating and he let me in I also had Pat McCarthy with me the PRO of Bowlcoming but I thought modern technology that I could copy and paste all the articles but I'm afraid that was not to be so I said oh my god how am I going to do this now so I sat down and it was mostly at night I typed up every article every single article every word I sat down I'd usually sit down maybe about half eight and the next time I'd look at the watch to be three o'clock in the morning. So I said, I better go to bed here. <laughs> so that was fine. Got all the articles typed up. Um, then I said it would be nice to source photographs for each year or each article or whatever. So went about sourcing photographs. And in fairness, the, um, the Arma Observer had a lot of photographs. The Southern Star had photographs, but they didn't have it, and uh, they, they couldn't give them to me. But that was fine. So I, um, Dennis McGarry, God rest him, he was the photographer for Bowlcoming that time, and 
he would have um, acquired a lot of photographs over the years. So I spoke to his family and they allowed me to access all his photographs in his home in Whitechurch. And from that, we were able to get so many photographs. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, I suppose it took me probably about 14 months to do the whole thing. Um, I got Pat McCarthy, like I say, he he read over it and corrected my spelling mistakes and righted articles that, that were slightly wrong. You know, even, even the reporter would get an odd thing wrong and we write it yes. all them. We hope we did. And uh, Walsh printers were excellent. Martian down there, I have to give him a special mention. He was fantastic. He'd come in on a Saturday and we'd edit the whole thing and we'd look over it again and we'd go through the spellings and but it was it it was a labour of love when, when I saw when, when Walsh Printers put the first um book finished book into my hand, I said Oh my God, look at it. I said, look at the size of it. Like You can be so proud of it. I mean, almost 400 pages and it is an A3. It's not just A4 yeah. pages. I mean, it's a oh, that, beautiful yeah. production. Just a lot of different road surfaces. You mentioned there when you won the world that the road surface suited you with the camber on the right hand side. Is there a big difference between roads? Oh, the road surfaces. Sure. Absolutely, sure. You know, you can get a rough road or a smooth road. You know, road with bins and yeah, there are, every road is different. I mean, they and they'd be talking about bowlers there now today. Oh, he bowled a fierce score in such a place, and he bowled a shocking score in another place. But it, it, the bowler bowled the same, just just the road was different. And, very, you know, very, potholes and you get slashed off and, you know, these things happen. Now, there were three, there are three legendary ball players. Danny McParland of Armagh, Mick Barry of Cork, and Greta Hagerty of Lyre. <laughs> Now, it has been a privilege to speak to you, Greta. I have, I have seen McBarry, and I think I've seen Danny McParland, but Greta Hagerty, now Greta Cormacan, I have known since she was literally in nappies. Always pleasant, always smiling. World champion. Greta, it's been an absolute privilege speaking to you. Congratulations on being such a champion ball player, fantastic photographer, as I can see from the photographs in the book, fantastic writer, and above all, an absolutely fantastic person. Thank you, Greta. You're more than welcome.